Amen. When we think about mothers, we think about all that a mother brings in our life. Mothers are teachers. They're disciplinarians. They're unappreciated cleaning ladies sometimes. Some mothers are gardeners and lawnmowers. Uh, Most mothers understand that baking cookies is more important than cleaning windows. Thank the Lord. Uh, Some mothers are nurses. Some are doctors and psychologists and counselors and chauffeurs and coaches. Uh, They are the developers of our personality. They are the molders of our vocabulary. Sometimes that truth comes out when we least want it to uh, or least expect it, but they mold our vocabulary. They mold our attitudes. They shape who we are. Mothers are the tip of a napkin or sometimes the lick of the wet thumb wiping dirt off of our face, even when we don't want it. And mothers are always that soft voice saying, I love you. The soft voice saying, I love you to your fears. That soft voice saying, I love you to your pain, to your hurts, to your triumphs and your tragedies. And mothers are a link to God. Mothers are our first reminder, our first impression of how God loves us. They exemplify the love of the Father. See, mothers are all of these things and much, much more. This morning we come to honor to celebrate, to uh, rejoice for our mothers. And I have to tell you, as I've told you before, that Mother's Day for a pastor is probably one of those difficult holiday days that you have to prepare a message. Uh, Difficult in a lot of reasons. Uh, While Mother's Day is a time to celebrate and honor our mothers, there, there are many here, there are many that have a difficult time on Mother's Day. There are those uh, that have a very sad day of pain. You see, some in any congregation probably recently lost a mother. My sister-in-law's mother passed away last night. Uh, I got the word this morning, not going to be an easy Mother's Day this year and probably in years to come. Mother's Day reminds you of the grief, uh, even as someone who lost their mother 27 years ago. It's still tough to think about not having your mother on Mother's Day. So that's difficult. Some may have lost a child in your life, and Mother's Day brings out the pain, the hurt from that. Maybe some of you have had a difficult relationship with your mother, hadn't always gone the way you wanted, wasn't always ideal, wasn't always the perfect picture, and maybe you're not even talking to your mother on this Mother's Day, and so the thought of celebrating Mother's Day is difficult. Maybe some of you are harboring guilt for mistakes you've made as a mother. Maybe beating yourself up for decisions and things that you did. Maybe you have a prodigal child, a wayward child, and Mother's Day hurts. Maybe there's some here that have wanted to have a child and couldn't or haven't been able to. And Mother's Day is a painful reminder to that difficulty. Still, there's some that have chosen not to have children. Somehow we've miscommunicated in our society that To be complete, you have to have kids, and if you don't have kids, you're not complete. And society pushes that on many women, and Mother's Day is a difficult time for them. Let me just tell you, if that's you, don't buy into that lie. Only you, only your spouse, only you and God know when it's right for you or what is right for you. Don't allow society to hinder your celebration of others' mothers. See, it's difficult. I I can relate to many on that list. As I said, I've lost a mother. The first five years of our marriage, my wife and I tried to have children, and we're not able to. We 
Uh, went through all the tests, went through all the procedures before God miraculously blessed us. Uh, seven years, really, we went without children. And every Mother's Day as a student pastor, uh, when we would celebrate, even as I had youth that were getting pregnant or college students getting pregnant and not wanting, I saw the hurt in my mother, my wife's eye and the difficulties that she faced. So I relate to that. Mother's Day can be tough. And if you fit one of those categories this morning, let me just encourage you by saying we serve a God that can meet all of your needs according to his riches and glory. I I would encourage you, that pain, that hurt, that brokenness this morning, give it to him and let him comfort you. Let Mother's Day, though it may be a time of remembrance and pain, let it be a day of uh, giving that to God and taking comfort and peace from him. Mother's Day can also be tough for a pastor because in all honesty, we want to celebrate mothers we want to honor our mothers you want to expect it if you come to mother's day church then you expect them to talk about mothers but yet as a church we're here to honor god we're here to give glory to god we're here to worship god so there's a tension there how do you celebrate moms but not necessarily worship moms still uh, worship god still help the focus remain on the reason that we're here so so that can be difficult it's also difficult um trying to figure out what to preach. Do you preach a message that encourages mothers or blesses mothers? Or do you preach a message that uh, maybe tries to help mothers, maybe tries to give them some pointers or tips and inadvertently maybe uh, put some guilt on mothers that you didn't mean to? I mean, in what passage do you use? I mean, who here that's been in church at Mother's Day hadn't heard a Proverbs 31 Mother's Day message or a Mother's Day message about Hannah or about uh, Rachel or about Mary, the mother of Jesus, or, or, or any of the great mothers in the Bible? It's difficult, and you wrestle with it. And as I was wrestling and as I was praying about what God wanted me to share this morning, knowing that uh, time would be constrained because we were celebrating mothers and celebrating baby dedication, I found inspiration in the least likely of places a Merle Haggard song if you can believe it and also in a passage that probably has never been preached about mothers in Mother's Day and you probably won't ever hear it preached again but I believe as God was showing me some things that I think mothers need to hear and and I, I wanted to encourage you with this morning I think there's some truth here in this passage that gets overlooked and so if you have a blue sheet I want you to read it with me if you have a a Bible you can read along I only give you a little bit there on the blue sheet but uh, I want you to hear what God has to say to you about mothers whether you are a mother uh, all of us have mothers And so I want us to look at some truth here that maybe can help set some mothers free and help set some of us free. Uh, 1 Kings chapter 3, we're going to read 16 to 28. Uh, This is a story that's been told over and over again. It's been used in movies and TV shows and plays. Uh, You've probably heard it uh, analyzed or, uh, you know, used in other examples. But I wanted you to hear the truth of it. You see, in this passage, Solomon is now the king. David's son is the king. And Solomon is known as the king of wisdom. He prayed for God to give him wisdom above everything else. And this passage is used to show the great wisdom that Solomon had. So I want you to hear the story. And like I said, stay with me because it's not your normal Mother's Day passage or story. Now two prostitutes came to the king and stood before him. One of them said, My Lord, this woman and I live in the same house. And I had a baby while she was there with me. And on the third day after my child was born, this woman also had a baby. And we were alone. There was no one else in the house but the two of us. And during the night, this woman's son died and because she laid on him. What a tragedy. So she got up in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while I, your servant, was sleeping. She put to her breast and to my breast her dead son. 
The next morning I got up to nurse my son and he was dead. But when I looked at him closely in the morning line, I saw that it wasn't the son I had born. And the older woman shouted out, No, the living one is my son and the dead one is yours. But the first one insisted, No, the dead one is yours and the living one is mine. And so they argued before the king. They're standing before the king trying to settle a difficulty. The king, Solomon said, This one says, My son is alive and your son is dead. While the other one says, No, your son is dead and mine is alive. The king said, Bring me a sword. So they brought him a sword. And he gave this order. Cut the living child in two and give half to one and half to the other. The woman whose son was alive was filled with compassion for her son. Said to the king, Please, my lord, give her the living baby. Don't kill him. But the other one said, Neither I nor you shall have him. Cut him in two. The king, Solomon, gave his ruling. Give the living baby to the first woman. Do not kill him, for she is his mother. And when all of Israel heard the verdict the king had given, they held the king in awe, because they saw that he had had wisdom from God to administer justice. Now, how many of you have heard that story? You've heard it. How many of you heard it on Mother's Day? Not much of a Mother's Day passage. Not much of a Mother's Day story. But there's some great truth there. You see, it's easy for us to see. This is a lesson about wisdom. It's a lesson about Solomon being a man of great wisdom. But sometimes when we pick out the great truths of Bible stories, we overlook really good truths that are mixed in the story. We miss out on some of the things that God's trying to teach us and trying to show us through a very same story. And I think that's the case here. And probably the greatest thing that jumps out in this unorthodox story for Mother's Day and the greatest truth that I want you to understand this morning... Probably something we all know, but we forget from time to time, is this. Mothers are not perfect. Now, I don't say that to denigrate anyone. I don't say that to put you down. I say that to encourage you. I say that to build you up. I say that to set you free. You see, what we need to understand is, while I know your mother was a saint, or your mother is a saint, she was not perfect. And mothers, let me give you a little word of encouragement. Your mother is not perfect. And even better, your mother-in-law is not perfect, okay? Now you see, we get wrapped up in this idea that we have got to be something that we're not called to be. Uh, You know, that no one deserves more tenderness and, and more compassion and more understanding than our mothers. No one in our lives, in most of our lives, is more conscientious and caring for us than our mothers. But sometimes we're too hard on them. And even more so, sometimes they're too hard on themselves. See, there are no perfect mothers. Say that with me. There are no perfect mothers. There are no perfect mothers. Do you not believe that? Say it again. There are no perfect mothers. That should be freeing up for you moms because listen, that mom that that at Christmas had her elf on the shelf in 25 different places and made all these scenes and put it on Facebook, she's not perfect, okay? That mom in your kid's class who always brings these incredible teacher gifts on Teacher Appreciation Week and you bring an apple, she's not perfect. That mom who you find on Pinterest all the time putting projects and and meals and all these incredible things, she's not perfect either. The mom who's home where all the kids want to hang out in, that cool mom, she's not perfect. There are no perfect moms. That mom that always brings the organic meals to your kid's school and hand puts them together with a little card and note and you have to run by Chick-fil-A on the way because you forgot, she's not perfect. 
You see, there are no perfect moms because there are no perfect people. There's no perfect dads, no perfect husbands. None of us are perfect. And what we need to understand is that in that, we are set free. See, the two moms in this story are prostitutes. Automatically, we have a tendency when we read that to begin to judge them. Their babies were probably conceived in, in a sinful circumstance. They weren't living the will of God. Why in the world would Solomon, the, the king, the leader of God's chosen people, take the time to listen or even care about these two women who don't even worship God? Because you see, Solomon understood that regardless of their circumstance, God cared about them. So he cared about them. See, we get wrapped up so much in performance and doing and judging and beating ourselves up when we don't meet standards that everyone else sets that we forget that God is in the business of redemption and forgiveness and restoration. These women weren't living up to God's ideal, yet he still loved them, still cared about them, still cared about their children. You see, if you and I had to wait for God to love us based on how we act, all of us would be waiting a long time. See, God cared, so Solomon cared. Why did he care? Because God understood that there are no perfect moms. Did their circumstance make them love their kids any less? Did their situation make them any less mom because they were in a difficult, different circumstance? See, since there are no perfect moms, since we understand there are no perfect moms, let me just say this. Moms, those of you in this room that are mothers, no matter what age you are, you need to lighten up on yourselves. Stop beating yourself up. Let me encourage you with this. You don't have to live up to anyone's standards or expectations except your own. You don't have to live up to what your neighbors do. don't have to live up to what your mother-in-law or your mother did. Your expectations. Now make those expectations realistic. Make them, make them something that are practical. It helps when you use God's Word to set those expectations. But stop comparing yourself. See, we get caught in that trap where uh, we, we see another mom and we hear what they do. We hear how much they do. And we beat ourselves up because we don't feel like we compare. We start competing with other mothers. You go to a birthday party and they have all this and your birthday party for your child's coming up in two months and you think, well, how am I going to invite any of those parents to my birthday party because I didn't provide, you know, pony rides or rocket ship rides or whatever it is now that you have. I remember those traps when my kids were young. But that doesn't stop. We, when they get older, we still compete. We still try to compare. We still uh, you know, get in, in throwing contests with other parents about who are better parents. We even get to the point that we start comparing our kids one to another as if that makes us a better parent. That's a dangerous spiral. It's a dangerous trap. And if you're not careful, it can pull you down. See, moms need to lighten up on themselves, but even more importantly, I think all of us in this room, understanding that moms are not perfect, need to lighten up on moms. See, if there's anyone we should be willing to overlook faults in, 
It's our mothers. Why? Because they overlook so much in each of us. We need to lighten up on them. We need to give some patience. Give some peace. We need to at least treat our mothers with the same respect that we treat other people's mothers. Lighten up on them. Next time you're at the grocery store and you see a screaming child, next time you're at the restaurant and there's a crying baby over in the corner before you whip out that judgment hat, start thinking how bad of a parent that kid's mom is. When you see a mom dragging the screaming kid out of the grocery store and you're thinking in your head why your kids don't do that or would never do that, stop. You don't know their story. You hadn't walked in their shoes. Give moms a break. Matter of fact, why don't you pray for them? Even better, why don't you volunteer to help instead of complaining to someone? The next time mom is late picking you up, teenager, the next time she forgets to do something, forgets to get something that she was supposed to, parents, adults, the next time your mom forgets to call, doesn't send the cards she said she would, Next time she doesn't do something that you expected her to do, give her a break. She's not perfect, but she's still your mother. There are no perfect moms. Second thing that jumps out of this to me is to understand that God has an answer for every problem that moms face. So I want to encourage you that, that these moms in here, uh, you know, they struggled. They didn't know where to turn to. Solomon even. I, I don't know where he picked this up except that it came from God. You see, moms, you need to understand there is no such thing as a stress-free motherhood. It, it doesn't exist. doesn't matter where you are from the moment of the pain of childbirth through the teen years, from the empty nest to being a grandparent, and on and on and on. Motherhood is stressful. You're going to face times that you get discouraged, times that you get disappointed, times that, that you feel like you can't go on, times that you feel like, I don't have any answers, I don't know where to turn. There's good news. God has more than enough wisdom and truth to help you with every situation you're going to face, every circumstance. See, God didn't give Solomon this wisdom so that the crowd could walk around going, look how wise Solomon is. I mean, Solomon spent, you can go read in the book of Proverbs, you can go read in Ecclesiastes, Solomon spent his life trying to pursue wisdom, not so that he could write a book, not so that he could talk about it, so that he could use it, so that he could solve a problem. And most of the things that you face in your life that God has you go through, he has you go through it with his wisdom and truth to help you in life situations. And you see, God has wisdom to spare for all of your motherly needs. You just need to ask him. Just need to, to listen, tune your ears. Probably giving you some help right now. He guides you for every kind of life situation. That doesn't matter if you're a single mom or adoptive mom or stepmom or mom with a special needs child. God can help. All you've got to ask. He can teach you what to say, what to, to do. Teach you how to respond and not react. Teach you how to give truth and love and encouragement. But you've got to be willing to ask. The greatest gift that God can give you, mothers, is wisdom. The greatest characteristic and tribute that He can pay to you is wisdom. And Solomon writes in Proverbs 2, For the Lord gives wisdom, and from His mouth comes knowledge and understanding. 
See, God will give you just the right words at just the right time. God will give you just the right strength when you don't think you can go on. If you look to Him, if you trust Him. Reminds me of the story of a mom that was tucking her little child or four-year-old, five-year-old into bed one night and a storm was rolling in. You could hear the thunder roaring in the background as she went and reached down and began to tuck him under the sheets and she kissed him good night. and as she turned to get ready to go in this weak voice the, the child, the son looked up and said Mom, uh, I'm kind of scared. Do you think you can sleep with me tonight? The mom turned around and she turned the light off and she said no honey, it, it'll be okay and she walked back and tucked him in a little tighter gave him an extra hug gave him a kiss and said uh, you'll be okay I need to sleep with your dad tonight. She turned to walk away. There was silence. And then as she turned to look one more time, the son, in his weak, feebly voice, shook his head and said, What a sissy. (laughs) Right things to say at the right times. See, God has wisdom for you, mothers. God has strength for you. God has encouragement for you. There are no perfect moms And God wants to help you. And lastly, and probably uh, the greatest thing I think of when I think about moms is the greatest gift a mother has to offer is her love. When you think about love, there is no greater picture than the love that a mom gives. There's no greater picture of the love that the mom shows. The mother in this story, the real mother, was willing to see her child be raised by another woman, willing to see her child be taken from her arms as long as he wasn't harmed. What an incredible picture of the sacrificial love that a mother offers for you and I. See, no matter what your mother's done, no matter what you think of when you think of motherhood, you have to understand that a mother has given you love long before you ever appeared on this earth. You see, all of our moms sacrifice themselves. They sacrifice their bodies to carry us around for nine months. That sacrifice didn't stop when you came out. Their bodies were changed. All before you were born, they, they sacrificed. They nurtured. They protected us. They helped us and guided us even before we ever saw them. And a mother's sacrifice doesn't end there. They just keep on giving. Mothers always give. They gave up sleep. They they give up their own personal goals so that you might achieve yours. They give up the last bit of food. They gave up that new dress so that you could have one. Or that new pair of shoes so that you could have some. They give up a lot. Why? Because they love. There is no greater example of the ever-constant love of Jesus Christ for you and I than in mothers. You see, in God, we find the same sacrificial, giving love that a mom has for their child that Jesus Christ has for us. See, God gave sacrificially and willingly His own Son for wayward children for prodigals, for those that didn't even care. And when we look around at mothers flustered, upset, hurried, it's all because they love. Have you ever heard the song of the 
title that I labeled this sermon after doesn't sound like a real encouraging song the first time you hear it. Any of you ever heard it? That's a shame. Some of you need to get out. Shows you how old some of you are. Talks about a guy that, that has gone through all of these difficulties in life, facing all of these struggles, facing uh, prison and, and away from home and, and jail and disappointment. And, and it's just a depressing song when you listen to it. I mean, one of the choruses that stick out, and I listened to it a couple of times, I have to admit, as I was working on this, he said, I, I, I won't sing it for you. He said, I turned 21 in prison doing life without parole. No one could steer me right, but Mama tried. Mama tried. And I thought, that, that's a discouraging song until I saw an interview with Merle Haggard. And Merle Haggard, who's the writer and singer of the song, said it was a great tribute to his mother. And I thought, great tribute to his mother? Sounds depressing, sounds discouraging. He said, it was a great tribute to my mother because... I realized that no matter what I chose to do, no matter how I ended up, no matter what I did in life, my mom never gave up on me. She kept trying. As I watched that interview, I thought, what better way to describe why we celebrate moms? Not by what we turn out to be. Not by the outcomes of our life. Moms aren't responsible for how we turn out. We make our own choices. We make our own decisions. We celebrate them because of the energy and the effort they put in. Why? Because they loved us. Moms, you're, you're going to be disappointed in life. You'll make mistakes. But you'll never fail when you give it an effort, when you try. Because you see, it's in that loving effort when you trust God that you become most like God. It's in that loving, unconditional giving of yourself that you become most used by God. That's why I think the greatest thing that I can say about a mother is they never give up. They always try. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for our mothers. God, we thank you not just because of what they've done for us and all they've given us. Father, we thank you for our mothers because of who they are. All of them so unique. Unique gifts, unique talents, unique abilities. Father, for all the times that, that they heard us make excuses, all the times that we did the opposite of what they asked, and they never gave up. They kept trying all the times that everyone else, the people at school maybe, or the people that, in our neighborhoods, or the people even in our churches had given up on us. They, they'd written us off. They, they thought we were beyond help. Mama never gave up. And God, in that, she's just like you. Because you never give up. God, when, when we turn our backs, when we've walked away, when we've cussed you, when we've, we've done everything we could, you, you still pursue us. You never give up. Father, we thank you that in our mothers we have an example of the sacrificial, overwhelming, unconditional love that you show. God bless our mothers. 
Bless those here that are struggling this Mother's Day. Comfort 